Hello, my name is Emily Lehman, and this is In Layman's Terms podcast. Today, I have Jessica joining me. How are you today, Jessica? So good. Jessica is a life and business coach for female entrepreneurs. So we are going to pick her brain today about how to be successful and succeed and how we can manage our emotions when we're working and just being overwhelmed and all kinds of things like that. Jessica also has a podcast called the What's Happening Podcast. That's what's H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G. Yes. Awesome. So do you want to tell me how you got started and what kind of brought you to this kind of mental health and business life coaching aspect of your life? Yeah, like I think opposite of what I thought led you to your perfect career is like I had no idea that I wanted to be a life coach. In fact, I didn't even really know what a life coach was when people started asking me, what do you charge for life coaching? I was kind of like Mm -hmm. doing it before it was not before it was a term, but before it was really a mainstream acceptable thing Mm -hmm. um, and not having a label on it. Um, I was a fitness coach and I was doing a lot of, I was also had a a blog called what's happening.com where I was doing happiness experiments, uh, and setting them up for, uh, for people to kind of do and see truly if what we think makes us happy actually does make us happy. I love that. That's so smart. That's so I was really feeling like in the personal development space, people just skipped over 20 somethings. Like it was all aimed at people in their thirties and forties and kind of in their like midlife crisis type. I've, I've built my life and now I'm not satisfied now what? And I was kind of like, "Mm, I feel like there's room for helping people build it so that they actually love it. (laughs) And I felt like the route for that and in my own, you know, whatever success is called in terms of happiness was through experiments, through figuring out what didn't work or what I didn't love by process of elimination. That's kind of how I always did it. And even college for me, I went to Northeastern and got my fancy degree and then was like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, you know, I don't really think I want to do any of the things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that I went to school for. Yeah. And uh, it's that school in particular is really um, amazing in that it's, it's six months classes, six months co-op. So kind of like internships back and forth. Oh, wow. there. So you really do get real life experience to see like, is this something I want to pursue or not? And I found out pretty quickly, like, no, 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 about the, the things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And they were really great experience. And through all of it, I kind of learned a little bit more about myself. And so I set up these experiments and people were really responding to them. And through that, I was finding my fitness coaching clients, but Mm -hmm. because of that particular platform, I think I, uh, I really was attracting people who wanted more than just, you know, weight loss or toning or anything. They just really wanted a bigger life. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I was charging for, um, you know, the 
fitness accountability and really the work that I was spending most of my time doing was on their mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like changing your mental aspect on things can really just change your outlook on the way you see things. I I like to say that I used to uh, view the glass as half empty instead of half full. Mm -hmm. My mindset, I feel like um, in the past has been like so very negative and I, not intentionally, it's just kind of how I processed things, I guess, instead of being like, okay, there's still some water left in this glass. Like, it's like, okay, basically the glass is empty. And so I had to really shift how I perceive things um, after getting sober. It was very, I really had to navigate how I saw things. And after I was able to really change that perspective on things and see like the positives instead of like the little negatives. And even if it's a small positive, it's still a small positive. Um, So that just really, really helped me in the long run. It's just made everything so different in the way I perceive things and how I see the world and like even how I participate and do things. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's been very very it's been so great and I didn't even realize that I I did see the world like that really until someone kind of told me they're like okay you are so fucking negative I was like (laughs) what do you mean I was like and then I kind of took a step back and was like oh like okay maybe I am like maybe I was like shit (laughs) Well, we're fish in water with our thoughts. And that's why I never trust a life coach who doesn't have a life coach, because we understand that like when you're in your brain, you can't see your brain. Like you can't see your thoughts while you're thinking them necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually in the most advanced forms of life, sometimes you actually can watch your brain think, but that's practice. And um, it also isn't a constant thing or you would never be present. Right. So um, yeah, like I, I think it's so, it's so profound what you just said. And it seems like such a little thing, but being positive or it you know, made such a side, difference. It really does seem small, but it did. It made it's work such though. a difference. It's and now not- and it's funny because I'll notice, like, I, I feel like I get it a lot from my dad and like, we're very similar. And like, when I go home and stuff, or like, when I'll see him, I'm like, you're so fucking negative. I'm like, he's like, what? I'm like, no. And so now like, I'll see it and I can like yeah. pull it out. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so it's just funny. And it's so, if you can just like make little tiny types of adjustments like day by day I, I or even just realizing that okay I'm being kind of negative yeah. <laughs> or yeah, the awareness whatever like I feel like that yeah. has helped me so much so so good yeah and it like that's not a little thing like being aware of your own thinking and being aware of your own um flawed thinking or thought errors mm-hmm. is actually more hard than just it's more difficult than just noticing it. It's also kind of an identity crisis for your brain. Your brain's like, wait, if I don't believe this anymore, who am I? Yeah. Like, what, what do I believe? And, and then there comes in these thoughts I see in my clients a lot of like, I don't want to be foolish or I don't want to be delusional or I don't want to come across as naive Mm-hmm. I want to be realistic. Right. And that's what I hear a lot of my clients who have some more like negative, um, pattern mm-hmm. thought patterns in their brain. And I'm like, 
It's so interesting because our brain's designed to solve problems. So it has to find the problems first. So naturally that is a little bit more negative than it is positive. Um, But I love the idea that we get to believe that something is possible with zero evidence that it is possible. And when you realize that you can believe something that isn't realistic at all, because what's realistic is based on your past. And if you're trying to build your future from your past, logically, you're just going to keep building the same things over and over and over again. But if you get into the habit of building your future from your future, and you're like, no, this is possible because this is the new person that I'm going to become, and you have no evidence whatsoever, then you become really fucking powerful, like unfuckwithable. No, I totally, yeah, the power of manifestation in the universe is fucking wild. So I Mm -hmm. am right there with you. And that's something I feel like I also just like never did or like I never thought to like manifest or like dream up like all of these things. I think I was just like, "Mm, you know, like life will happen to me. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm just gonna like go through like my day to day. And like, whatever happens, happens, but it's like, okay, no, like I need to like take life by the balls and like figure out like, okay, like this is the direction I want to go in, or I want to do this. Or like, I mean, like mm-hmm. the world is your oyster, so you can do anything you want. You just really have to figure out, I guess, what that might be. Well, yeah, because life will happen to you if you just leave it yeah, to life. Sure. Like, sure, that's one way to live it, but not nearly as fun and exciting but it's also not nearly as challenging so I think that's where people come up against it like I usually say to my clients right in the beginning like okay you get the choice between carrying two different coins in your pocket life is going to feel 50 50 really whichever one you pursue but one the positive 50 percent looks like instant gratification ease comfort pleasure um, you know, like safety zone and mm-hmm. all that. And then the, the negative 50% looks like slow to no growth, um, uh, real, like maybe some regret or some shame or some guilt, a lot of, um, boredom or stagnancy or, you know, dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. And then the other coin still 50, 50, but you kind of put the negative 50% first. You choose that part. So you just get to reap the benefits of the positive. So the negative that you're choosing might look like discomfort, struggle, challenge, um, delayed gratification, sacrifice, all of those things. And then on the flip side, you get that positive of growth and kind of like mind blowing results and uh, just pride and all, all of those positive emotions that come with that coin. I like to think of it as, but either no, way. I love, I love that. I've never thought of it in that way. And I really like that. So that's awesome. It's interesting. Would you say that actually like you would have at one point in your life have chosen the first coin? Like the, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. I'm like such a person where like being out of my comfort zone is like very hard for me. I'm typically like a very shy, like to keep to myself. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I'm comfortable and like I'm around my friends, like whatever, I'll blossom and I'll be whatever. But like if I'm around like people that I don't know or like whatever you will like literally find me like 
back against the wall, like minding yeah. my own business. And just like, I love to observe people watch, but no, I'm not like, I prefer to just, and I don't want to say like taking the easy way or whatever, but just like, I really have to push myself to like get yeah. out of my comfort zone and like out of my bubble. And um, mm-hmm. so that's something that like, I know that I have to do for myself. Whereas like five years ago, I probably would like still just be like, okay, I'm just gonna like go on the ride and like see where Mm -hmm. it takes me. Whereas now I'm like, okay, I like have the reins and I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. Whereas five years ago, fucking forget it. (laughs) I mean, I still would say that more than 50% of the world would choose coin A, like, but I only work with people who want to pursue coin B as their yeah. life because truly going after your dreams like feels terrible in the beginning. <laughs> and I always say like, I would, I would make it my slogan if I didn't, if I didn't think people would like never buy, but I was like, work with me. I'll help you feel terrible. So you can <laughs> feel amazing. Right. It's like, no, yeah. It's like, like, you just really have to like pull back, like all of those things to really get to that. We're all like, okay, this is what I'm wanting. This is where I want to be. Mm. How the fuck do I get there? Yeah. Yeah. And that, even that asking a question that you don't really know the answer to that is discomfort. Oh, right. Like that's the level one of discomfort where you're like most people that are used to being with coin a, like they don't like to even set goals because the process of setting a goal means there's stuff they need to figure out that they don't know the answer to right now. And it makes them feel uncomfortable and they don't want to ever feel uncomfortable. Exactly. Like my, for instance, like I just kind of recently told my parents that I'm like doing this podcast and like blah, blah. So like doing a podcast that involves like interviewing people and like mm-hmm. doing all this like out there stuff. And my mom's like, you're going to talk to strangers like on the internet, like you're going to interview people. I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Because like I grew up, like I wouldn't even ask like a woman at the mall for a dressing room. Like I would make my mom till like, I was like 15, probably like, I hate it. Like, I just like, I don't know. Like I just did not, I was not about it. So my mom's like, are you okay? I would love to know your thoughts. Like, what was your main thought when you were like at a dressing room? Can you remember? Like, what were you thinking? It would just like, make me feel like so overwhelmed and just like nervous that I just like, would not want to ask like the person like for a dressing room. Like, I don't know. It just like going up and like asking strangers for stuff even like my boyfriend and I will go like to a restaurant or like we'll go do something and I'll be like oh like I need extra ranch or like can you ask for like a cup of ice water but I'll like make he's like can you do it I'm like no like please can you please do it and he'll like he like always calls to order food I order food online I'm like why the fuck would I want to talk to someone oh my gosh I'm like he's and he's like well why wouldn't you call I'm like what do you mean? I'm like, I just want to order my food and like not talk to anyone and have it Emily, off this the is door. perfect. This is such a perfect example for anyone who's listening and who can totally relate to Emily and who's like, 
the less human interaction, the less chance for failure, the less chance for discomfort. This is your challenge. Like this is the perfect mini challenge. Um, I have all of my clients. We, we first, when we first start working together, we set kind of an impossible goal and then we reverse engineer it. And how we do that is through the process of setting up failure collection. So every month I have them choose four fails that they're going to collect Mm -hmm. intentionally. Like they, this is awesome. Yeah. They set it so that they have to fail. And if they succeed at it, it's usually a sign they didn't like stretch themselves enough. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, there'll be someone who set like a stretch fail and they hit it. And it's because they took like massive action. They were super uncomfortable and it's like amazing. Um, but usually they get close to it or not even that close, but they felt so uncomfortable and they learn a lot about themselves. So this would be a perfect example of a fail that we might set up. We might be like, okay, every time I'm out at a restaurant or every time there's an opportunity to ask for something, I'm going to do it myself and I'm going to practice feeling uncomfortable and that's it. Okay. It's like a little dare. Yeah. And just see, even after a month, then what we do there, there's like collection reflection where we sit down and we're like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) I'm happening sessions. That's my, my uh, group coaching program. Like we have our whole glossary of jargon that is like, I love it. I'm living through this. This is amazing. (laughs) So when we're sitting down and we're looking back, we're like, what was the strategic byproduct? Okay. So you collected the fail. What did you learn in the process of failing to achieve this result, right? So like, let, in this case, we didn't really set an established result. That would be mm-hmm. an action. Um, and you would just understand like, oh, what I learned is actually nobody ever says no. And it's really not that big of a deal. And I felt uncomfortable and I survived it. You're like, yeah. and then at the end of a month of doing that all by yourself, you're like, I can't really remember what I thought that made this so scary. Mm-hmm. You have become a slightly evolved version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, I love that example because it's about ranch. Like who cares? But also it is everything. It is everything because we literally, I got Taco Bell, another food example, literally a few (laughs) days ago, we went through the drive-thru and they didn't give me any sauce. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I looked at my boyfriend. I was like, we have to turn around. I was like, I can't eat my food without sauce and I looked at him and I was like well to be fair I was driving but I was like okay can you go in and get some he's like oh Emily I'm like okay thanks yeah and this would have been a perfect example for you to be like okay I'm gonna drive through the driver through again and I'm gonna have to be like hey can I have some sauce because here's the thing if you can't ask for your own sauce you think you're gonna ask for like a raise or oh my god anything in like the work environment so awkward yeah Mm -hmm. so communication I think I definitely need to work on if that's anything yeah but but this is like a great place to practice that's like really kind of safe you know what I mean yeah no totally yeah exactly no that was actually perfect I love that how so good so you have your dare of the month yeah people for side condiments at restaurants when I need them but no seriously my mom would always be like okay I'm like like let like come on like she'd be like come on you can go ask the lady for the dressing room I'm like no I like seriously cannot I can't I cannot do it yeah and that's why like the failure collection is a beautiful thing because it's like 
you're deciding in advance that you're going to fail. And then you're getting like more comfortable understanding that the, the path to success includes failure all the way. It's like your capacity for success must include your capacity for failure. And if yeah. you have zero failure tolerance, you're never going to be successful, period. Yeah, that's a so very good point. Mike, drop that and leave that there for a second for everybody. <laughs> no, that was an awesome example. That was perfect. And so how long have you been a life coach? So this for? Yeah, so after I was fitness coaching for a while and then people started asking about that, it was about, I think, three and a half years ago or so that I had someone reach out to me and they um, were, they, it was a friend who owned a uh, business, like a really cute modern diner. She was someone I went to high school with and she Mm -hmm. opened one and then she opened a second one. And she was like, I just need a life coach to like, help me kind of manage my thoughts about the business, but also personal life and all the things. And I was like, okay, done. And we set up a meeting for the next week. And with that in mind, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing life coaching. So I was talking to another friend and I'm like, just catching up with her. It's like kind of an acquaintance, uh, someone that my ex-husband worked with. And, and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, what have you been up to? And I was like, oh, I'm life coach now. And she was like, oh my God, that's so funny. I just finished with my therapist and I was thinking about switching to a life coach. What do you charge? And at this point I hadn't even decided what I charged. Mm-hmm. So I was like, $100 an hour. I just like literally beat it up. And she was like, okay, great. Send me a contract. And I was like, yeah, that contract that I have. Perfect. I'll send that. Nope, yeah, I, right have a contract. I was like, Google contract for a life coach. Let's right. do it. Send it to her. Then the girl that originally had asked me to be a ghosted me and she never. So my first client came from me just claiming that I was a life coach yeah. and I had zero clients. That's fucking dope. You managed which is, that. Yeah. Yes. Which is so fun. Life coach. I love yeah. that. That's and then, cool. yeah. And then she only ended up working with me for like six months. I didn't really, you know, it was, it was great for her, but I think in the end she did more need therapy. therapy. Um, and then uh, through that, while I started claiming I'm a life coach, then my, mm-hmm. uh, another fitness coaching client bought a business and was mm-hmm. like, I miss, no, no, she didn't buy a business at this point. She was like, I, she was an engineer and she was like, I don't want to be an engineer anymore, but I feel like you can help me know what I want. She just like knew that I was the only person she had a safe space to talk about these wild dreams that she had. And I wasn't going to make wow. them sound right. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in, like, this is totally realistic, even though she had no evidence that she could do it. So she was like, I don't want to be an engineer. Her, her mom was a doctor. Her dad was a lawyer. And she was like, I'm so scared to like, tell my family that I don't want to be an engineer anymore. I want to be creative. So we coached her through that. And that was like a big breakthrough for her just even saying that. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, family pressures, especially like if your parents like are lawyers or Mm -hmm. doctors, like I feel like I've grown up with friends, like Mm -hmm. whose parents are doctors and now they're doctors. And it's just like, like the pressures of, yeah, you're what you want. You you think your parents want you to do, but you need to do what you. Yeah. And I think it was, it was like on her, she was putting it on herself too, of like, oh, this is what it means to be smart and successful. And I want to be smart and successful. And so 
she wanted that too. And she was good at it and she was smart. And she's like, I like engineering. She just wanted to love her day-to-day job. And yeah, she wanted more. Exactly. And so then a couple of weeks later, she's like, oh my gosh, Jess, a flower shop went up for sale. And I'm like, what? Okay. She'd never mentioned flowers to me ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So do you, are you like, do you do flowers? Like, she was like, I love gardening. I just like, am, I love flowers. And I was like, cool, cool. And she was like, Oh, but the shop is like certain amount of tens of thousand dollars. And I obviously don't have that. I'd have to take a business loan. I don't know how to do that. And I was like, mm-hmm. my only rule. And even from the beginning, and it's still a rule I have with all my clients is I don't know, is not an option. So like, if you don't know something, tell me how you are going to figure it out mm-hmm. or say what your best guess would be. And then we experiment there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, so figure out how to apply to a business loan, how much it costs, if it's even feasible, and then come back to me next week. Don't tell anyone because they're going to tell you you're crazy and you're totally not crazy. And like, let's just see if it is the next week. She's like, okay, I did all the research. This is how I take out a business loan. And I talked to the woman and she really like, likes my passion and she thinks I should do it. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And she was like, okay. One week later, she put in her two weeks notice at her engineering job. She bought a flower shop. And this is now about three and a half years later. I still work with her and she has a thriving business in COVID. All of her brides canceled, obviously, because of COVID and her shop was shut down and we completely flipped her business model. And then she grew into an even bigger space in the middle of COVID. Wow. She's like super thriving and loving it. You can find her actually. Awesome. Yes. At garden of Eden in, she's in Colorado, um, in, in Frisco, Colorado. Okay. My sister lives in Colorado. I'll let her know. Please do. Yeah. Garden of Eden. Check it out. Um, yeah, but so that, that's awesome. That's so cool. One example. And since then I've just kind of decided I only work with uh, female business owners or mm-hmm. people who kind of want to start a business. They're at all phases. I have mm-hmm. some people who are like CEOs of big corporations and then other people who are like literally just in the idea phase, want to create something as their kids are getting older. And, uh-huh. um, but all different industries. And it's so fun because the truth is, is it's really all just like human thoughts and problems getting in the way. Mm-hmm. The actual action part it's not like I know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Just, you're just helping guide them and giving yeah. them the steps that they need, which holy shit, like, hi, I need your services, I think. But like oh. everyone, it's like everyone does. I, I hire a life coach. I'm mean, literally last year. I just so funny. Cause I just did my taxes. So mm-hmm. I wrote, I wrote off like almost $30,000, 23 of which I think were were literally coaching $23,000 last year I spent on coaching and it doubled my income. I mean, and same thing with, uh, um, this year, like I'm about to spend $25,000 all one shot. Like the idea of that made me, makes me want to throw up, but actually it almost doesn't anymore. I'm kind of like, what next? Like, yeah, I'm living into that future. Like, let's go. And so I, I really just think that once you start to invest in yourself, you see the return so quickly that you, you just never want to stop. You're like, right. I stop doing this. I want to pay more so I can get more, more. in terms of my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, I love that, that 
I might have to send you a message after this. Yeah. So what what else do you do? I don't know. Like what else do you do other than the podcast? Um, so I was pre COVID. I was working in the tech business, um, like SEO and logistics coordinating for like, um, planning events and doing things like that. I can Um, also use your services. (laughs) Um, and then (laughs) Right now, I'm just babysitting a few days a week. Um, in the meantime, I could also use those services <laughs> when I'm in New York. <laughs> so I've just been like babysitting, and then um, like literally, like last spring, I think I like had this idea. I was like at a party with some of my girlfriends. I was like, should I like start a podcast? And I kind of like told them what it was about. And they're like, oh my God, like, this would be so awesome. Like you should do it. Absolutely. And like, okay, fast forward to like, basically like a fucking year later, we're like in fucking May or like April now. Um, And I'm like finally doing it. So just like, I feel like sometimes it just like takes me like way too fucking long to like actually get started on the things that like I want to do because I'm like, wow, had I like taken the initiative to like do this when I said I was going to do it last year, like I would be like, who knows where I would be, but like the important thing is is that I'm doing it now. Right. There it is. I think of course the same thing, right? I think about that. Had I started my business before I had my son, like I I would have been able to, cause I started my business while I had like a newborn. And so Mm -hmm. it was really just kind of chaos and I could only scale like slowly because of whatever. And, but at the same time, like it really in hindsight too was perfect for me because now when other people have those excuses, I'm like, no, I was there. I know what you're talking about. You can schedule just because you're a mom. You can do this just because you don't have time or just because you don't have money. I went through a divorce during, and I went back to like $0 in my bank account pretty much. Yeah. And I felt like square one. And that really wasn't that long ago. I'm not joking. I was just on another podcast talking about this. And this podcast had a lot of viewers, like 18 million listeners. Oh my and gosh. I was telling my story and it was just like this real surreal moment. Cause I remember crying hysterically listening to this podcast then that I was just a guest on mm-hmm. being like, I just need this guidance. Like I need this guidance. I need, and listening to other people's stories who were a little bit further ahead of me and just being like, not looking at it and comparing and being like, I wish I was further along or I shouldn't be here. I was just like, this is going to be such a kick-ass story to tell on a podcast one day. Like, I think that about every terrible moment. Right. And if you're there right now and you were just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I'm broke and I'm, you know, whether you're divorced or whatever, like I was all of those things. And I'm telling you, I just kept being like, this is part of my big life. Like my big life wouldn't feel big if I wasn't ever at that rock bottom. And I'm so much more grateful for everything I have now because of everything I went through. No, totally. I feel like that's like a huge part of it as well. Like you, you're the path that leads you, like everyone is going to have bumps in the road. It's not going to be like a smooth sailing. And I think that's so important because I agree. Like the things I've like went through, I got, I don't know if I told you this, I was uh, kicked out of school in the eighth grade at like 14 years old for um, snorting Vicodin with some guy friends during a football game. So like I started like all of my 
I like to say I had like all of my like midlife crises like before I turned 25 and I feel like I got I like went through like all of my like and obviously who's to say like what the fucking future is gonna bring but I like mm. to say that I went through like all of my like really hard struggles like at a young age and I wouldn't be where I am today like without being kicked out of school I wouldn't have got transferred and moved to Colorado or then went to this other all-girls school that led me to here that led me to Mm. here that led me to all these other places so it's like even though you have those like shitty fucked up situations happen regardless what they are it's going to lead you to hopefully where you want to be in the long run like you have to have those stepping stones to get to other places yeah and I think sometimes you know it's not like I don't necessarily believe in the way that it's phrased of like oh what's what's meant to be will be or like everything happens for a reason I think instead I think my past was perfect So like, there's no sense arguing with my past because it happened that way. And so like, it was perfect as is. And Mm -hmm. now the best way to predict the future is to create it. Like uh, the, the things that I teach in terms of like self-coaching models and helping my clients when they're not with me is this model. And it was created by the life coach school. I'm a life coach school certified coach. Mm -hmm. And this model is this. You can all take it, write it down. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Your circumstances may trigger your thoughts. Your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings drive your actions and your actions produce your results. So C-T-F-A-R, thoughts create feelings, actions, results. And because that is always the way that it works and there's no skipping steps and there's no reversals then you can understand that everything that you've created up until this point first started in your thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're like, okay, there's some shit that you're dealt that you can't control. That's only ever you're in your circumstances line. Like, but your circumstances are completely neutral things until you have a thought about them. So let's say you get fired right? Mm-hmm. And it, or let go something that really mm-hmm. feels like out of your control, right? Sure. You are let go. Your thought about that could be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? This is terrible. I have kids to feed. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Or you could be like, hmm, mm-hmm. now I have a new opportunity, right? To look at what else I might want to do. I get to like re think about my life and with a fresh lens. Right. And you get to think about it. And that seems like a cliche example, but no, that like relates to me like fucking spot on because mm-hmm. like, like I said, I was like, let go earlier in this year from my job here in Los Angeles due to COVID. Yeah. And I was just yeah. kind of like, Hmm. And like, I honestly wasn't as upset as I was expecting to be maybe because then I was kind of like, okay, now that I don't have a job, I can pursue, because like the podcast, I'm like, okay, it's like the universe opening up this window for me, being Mm -hmm. like, okay, like this is your time, fucking take it and run, like you don't have a job, like use this time and like use it wisely. Um, So it's just, it's funny how things kind of just work out in ways where it's like, okay, like now I don't have a job. This does suck. How am I going to pay my bills? Like blah, blah. But you, you know, you get over those and you figure it out and then it's like, okay, like 
there's so much room for all this other opportunity or things like, I don't know, like I can wake up in the morning and I can go for a really cool hike or somewhere that like I've right. never been in Los Angeles. Whereas if I was working, like, you know, I wake up, I work, and then like, I don't have time to do or go explore the city or do any of those fun things. So I've just been being like aware of like some of the free time that I have to like, do some of those fun things that when I get a little busier or like, don't have as much time, I'll be like, oh, damn it. I wish I would have went here or like done this because I just feel like living in such a big city like Los Angeles, everything's always moving. There's just like so much traffic. So it's like when there is like that one free second, like go do what you want to do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know when you'll get to like be able to do it again. There's always two ways to look at everything, but at the same time, right? Like I always choose to look at things in the way that I think will best create a result in my future that I want. Okay. So it's just, a waste of time for me to think about something in a way that's not going to create a better result. So like, what does the thought like this sucks create? Literally nothing. It creates victimhood as your feeling. And then your action is to do nothing and like, whatever, watch Netflix. And then your results are no results proving Mm -hmm. your thought true that yeah this sucks yeah yeah Yeah, but if you're thinking like like you just said something so (laughs) profound without realizing it too like you're like first you think this sucks and then you're just like well then you just get over those thoughts and whatever but some people don't get over those thoughts because it really is kind of an intention you just have to decide all right today's the day I'm going no, to make totally new. because like with this whole podcasting thing like honestly for like weeks maybe even months I'm like yeah I'm like gonna do it but I didn't do anything like I didn't make like any take any action I'm like I just like woke up one day and I was like okay like, I need to fucking get shit done like this is not gonna fucking do itself like I only have myself to rely on like I need to do this like no one is going to do it for me. So I'm like, okay, like I need to like kick it into fucking gear and I like need to get shit done. And so like, I feel like I just go through like these waves of like being motivated and not being motivated. It's just like the well, cycle. Of course, right? like, okay. Like, so I'm finding that like the more I keep like my schedule and my calendar busy and have like booking and doing interviews and like doing stuff and mm-hmm. that's seeming to keep me more on track knowing like okay I have things I can see things like on my calendar like mm-hmm. I'm doing things um so yeah that's really and cool. I think it's so true like first of all you're in good hands because you have Christine too um <laughs> Emily and I met through our uh podcast coach shout out to Christine if you're Hello. not following <laughs> the the Christine OD um on Instagram check her out um but yeah like having someone to kind of set a little bit of structure and accountability for you to stay in that discomfort is is essential and that's yeah, like what I need coaching that. That's Mm -hmm. the point of coaching, right? Because before I had Christine myself, 
that's how I got my podcast started. Cause I did the same thing as you. I had the idea. I even bought the equipment and had same. it. Like six, six Literally months. same. I didn't take my fucking microphone out of the, or I, use it for months. Cool. I just spent all this money on a fancy. Cause I thought that same. was going to motivate me. Same. I and like, it just sat there and I just stared at it and it like intimidated me almost. I was like, Ugh. but the thing is, is like the microphone wasn't intimidating us. It was our thoughts about the microphone, oh, our thoughts about failure, our thoughts about all those things. And when you're not managing your mind or you don't have like a partner who's outside of you showing you your mind, mm-hmm. like everything just takes 10 times longer. So like, I think about this in terms of my investment in my own coach. And mm-hmm. I know that my clients say the same thing about me is like, do they think that they could get the results that they get by hiring me? Maybe someday in the far future, they do, but it's like, if you, how much would you pay to get a result in terms of the amount of money you want or the amount of clients you want, or just taking massive action or relationships or anything Mm -hmm. 10 times quicker. It's like, it makes so much sense. If I started making hundred K now versus 10 years from now, that's yeah, gonna sign me up. Pay off, right? Like, yeah. and that's what I keep thinking about every investment I make. I'm like, cool. So 25K, that's what I'm gonna invest this May. And I plan to make 50K more at least than I would would have made in this year because of that investment. So like when you're doing that, you're like, oh, when you really do the math, it makes total sense. Total sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically moral of the story is just everybody get a coach. Everybody get a life coach. exactly and so good yeah so if anyone just as a shameless plug if anyone is listening to this being like I don't really even know what a coach is like is this for me maybe I do need this come and follow along on uh Instagram I because I just post testimonials and like real-time results and problems of all Mm -hmm. of my clients you can just kind of stalk for a bit I don't mind I'm not going anywhere um so my Instagram is what's happening wjess so w-h-a-t-s-h-a-p-p-y-n-i-n-g-w-jess what's happening with jess and um like I am a big story proponent you'll also see my wild four-year-old son calvin um and and yeah we we get deep into it and then you can set up a free mini session i do free mini coaching sessions with everybody for free there are no strings attached i'm not like pitching you the whole time or anything Mm -hmm. like that it's just like take it or leave it see if it's a good fit and just apply the value afterwards and worst case you have a valuable lesson yeah exactly no harm no foul that's mm-hmm. awesome. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much for having me on. This is thank so, you. So thank unexpected, you. Uh, I know. Story. I know. And thank you so much for the recommendation with Casey. I fucking love her. She's yeah, crazy. I I know. I'm I'm assuming that that episode will come out before me, but if if not, I think they'll probably come out together. I think I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna launch like my first ten episodes together and then uh do go to bi-weekly or weekly or something so I'm thinking they'll 
come out at the same time. Maybe? Yeah. Well, that's so fun. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening to this whole podcast and you're listening to the episode with Casey, um, Casey is my childhood best friend. And of course we have completely different lives, but I think it's just so beautiful to be able to be with someone as their like whole full self. I think, you know, at my lowest and at Casey's lowest, we both were just like there to see each other um, with zero judgment. We always say like, if ever we were to make a huge mistake or like, she's always like, if you killed someone, like I would still love you. Like, <laughs> like we have so no, that's like what she said. It was so beautiful. She's like, you know, she was like really my only friend who was there for me through just like through everything. And I, I mean, that's just so, so important. And especially on, on her end, I mean, just having someone there who really can understand like everything that she's been through is so important. And the fact that, you know, like you didn't leave her out to hang, like to dry, you know, like you were there for her and it's, hard when people have addictions because they do shitty things to people and it's hard to maintain those relationships so you guys have a really special bond and I'm I love you guys it's so cute I know we're so we're so glad to have you now connected and um, amazing so I'll I'll stay tuned and keep following along on the on the show and everyone anyone who's feeling like really they just don't know where to go keep listening to the show and just keep using other people's um, beliefs in themselves to get them out as as an example that it's possible for you too. And you know, for me, I I've never struggled with uh, addiction, but I have struggled with addiction to thoughts that were toxic to me. And <laughs> really, that's all addiction to a drug is is it comes from thoughts that you don't want to feel, feelings that you don't want to feel created by thoughts that are toxic for you. And then it just manifests in terms of your addiction to a drug. And I, that wasn't my choice. Uh, Like a drug was, Mm -hmm. drugs wasn't my particular thing, but you know, it's a very normal human thing to not want to feel an emotion and uh, seek a false pleasure to try and um, avoid feeling that emotional pain. So no judgment over here and you're capable of getting through it. Yeah. So you guys, thank you guys so much for listening. If you ever need anything, my DMs are open Jessica's DMs are open if you need any life coaching advice, but thank you guys so much for listening. Jessica, it was a pleasure to have you and stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Cheers. Thank you for joining us today on this episode. And hopefully we could put this lesson into layman's terms. See you guys next episode.